Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 83 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Hi. What? I said hi. What? This has to be some sort of mistake, Rick. I... I, I I, you know, I, uh, I think you know how much work I put into this show. Oh, all yeah. the preparation, all of the research, the studying. Do uh-huh. you think that? Do you think? Do you think that my sort of slack-jawed responses just come like naturally? <laughs> what do, do you, you think? Saying, not, are you, do, you have you a problem ever, with my hello? I think. Do you think they're not rehearsed, and yet I count on you for a little bit of. A performate, a little bit of that French for performance. Uh-huh. Uh, you know this hello that uh, usually is 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 um, is is tailored for the show. And tonight, yeah, you come yeah, with yeah. hi. I did, yeah, I did, Bob. Yeah, hi. How are you? How's it going? Good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for asking. Uh, yeah. Well, Bob, you know I'm so sorry that uh, this one was a little um, lacking. I guess it's understated. it's understated. Yeah, I think that's yeah, fair. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, listen, I'm going to tell you, I spent a considerable amount of time, uh, maybe like 40 minutes today, trying to come up with a hello, <laughs> trying to come up with something that was going to tie into the show. Do you have any idea how hard that is to do on a weekly basis? Yeah. So, what did I do? I was like, all right. I'm going to see if there's anything that ties in. Uh, no. Okay. Well, then when did this come out? Well, it came out in December of 1987. All right. So let me go, what was the, what was the top movies in December of 1987? Maybe I could do a quote from one of the mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. You know what the top movies in December of 1987 were? I don't recall. But... Here you go. Okay. Uh, week of December 6th, it was three men and a baby. Can you quote something from three men and a baby, Bob? I can't. I haven't not seen Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. You know who else can't? The internet. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there's some quotes on there, but like no one would recognize them. I mean, it was a good movie. It was when it came out, right? It had a sequel and all that, right? Like Tom Selleck and what? Steve Gutenberg. And who who was the third? Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I couldn't do that one, right? Yeah, that's bad. So then uh, top movie from December 13th of 1987 was throw mama from the train <laughs> and and Danny I, devito right yeah yeah and i'm crystal. looking for quotes i'm looking okay. for quotes all i can remember is from the 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 tv commercial the preview and they're like you lied to me and he hits him in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> that was a good one right but like yeah. well, i couldn't say hello that no, way no but it'd be great if you could have done mama's voice uh i know then then you know what the top movie of december 20th 1987 was uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. I don't even I don't even recall that one. Okay, so Delirious was the one that that came out first. That was his first movie, you know, where he just does stand up, right? Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. Raw was the second okay. one where he did yeah. stand up. Well, okay. um I I I I was about to say I want half Bob. I want half <laughs> F you man. <laughs> you know, but like, there's so I, I couldn't quote 
raw. I mean, I could quote yeah. it for fun with friends, but I'm not going to go right. on here and yeah. bleep, 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 Not bleep. on the record. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Yeah. All right. So then, so then, Bob, I looked at what were the top songs of December of 1987. Uh-huh. All right. So, Bob, today we're going to be covering uh, a three parts. Um, end of 1987, beginning of 1988 of Captain America, Captain America 336 through 338. What are we covering today? Well, more importantly, what did we cover leading up to today? So we're in part four of an eight-part series where we cover 24 issues from uh, Captain America 327 to 350, which was basically the whole Mark Greenwald story of Steve Walker. <laughs> Steve Walker, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Walker's brother. Hey, Dynamite! <laughs> okay. Steve <laughs> Rogers and John Walker. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Different guy. Um, they, uh, you know, their, their story. So if you want, if you haven't listened, highly recommend go to episode 70, which is Road to the Captain, part one, then 74. Road to the Captain Part 2, 79, Road to the Captain Part 3, and then here we are today. What do you think this one's titled? Uh, Road to the Captain Part 3 and a half. Do you even bother paying attention? <laughs> no, Bob. We've been doing the Road to the Captain, uh, so now we're it's here. It's the Captain. It's the Captain Part uh, 1. That makes perfect sense now that you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I write this stuff. Um, yeah, so we have we the last three issues. There's been no Steve Rogers in the book, and and now we finally get to bring Steve Rogers back into his own series and catch up on where he's at and what he's been doing and you know what he's doing moving forward. Yeah. So that's where we're at today. That's what awesome. we're covering. Awesome! I can't wait. Let's dive on in. Well, we'll get there. Okay. So, uh, Captain America Facebook group, right? Um, for those who uh, are new listeners who maybe haven't checked it out yet, go to our Facebook group. It's Captain America Comic Book Fans. And we have you know over 4,000 uh, Cap fans that are there. That um, it's, a, it's a very vibrant group. Would you it say, is. Bob? Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. I've learned so much from this group and um, a lot of good friends and good, just good people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, you know, 95% of them are sticking with the rules, which is what would Cap do? Keeping it positive, focusing on what we like uh, and and sharing, uh, you know, um, our, our memorabilia and our comics and all mm-hmm. that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, if you uh, if you've been on Twitter and it's been, you know, oh, it's a little negative, a little toxic, whatever come on over to our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's an oasis from everyday stress. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a nice little getaway um, to talk about the things that we love. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Speaking of things uh, people love, you know what You know what else they love, Bob? Ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's up there. But better than ice cream, people love this show, Bob. And they're going on Apple Podcasts and leaving us five star reviews, and so uh, we got another one. Should we should we go ahead and read this? Yeah. All right. This one 
comes from Scarlet Bordeaux fan. And the title to this one is called The Best Captain America Podcast. And they give us a five-star review and say, I have to say this is a great podcast about Captain America. Five stars, if I say so myself. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this one is the one of the first I tune into each and every week. If you're a fan of Cap, this is your podcast to listen to. They cover all the great stories and have great guests on too. So thank you, uh, Scarlett Badeau fan. We, uh, we appreciate that. That's very nice. Kind words. Yeah. So, and, and we appreciate any of the reviews as it does help us with uh, finding new listeners. Um, and so you can do that on Apple and you can also do that on Spotify. So please do that. And also don't forget to uh, um, subscribe. That also is a, a big help for us. Mm-hmm. And it helps me get through the night. So. How so, Bob? This is, you know, having reviews like this, you know, when I'm, I'm laying awake at night, tossing and turning, and I think back and I think, you know, we're bringing a little sunshine into people's lives, right? We're not asking for much, <laughs> right? We're not asking for much, a little attention, a little five-star review every now and again, maybe a little patron support, but all in all, I mean, we're all about the sunshine. That's true. That's true. And you know what? That's the other thing about the Facebook group, because we do post our, our, um, podcast episodes in the Facebook group and uh, we get comments there too. And that, that's always fun. We love the feedback, um, you know, and, and the constructive um, advice that people want to give. So, um, so thanks for doing that. We, we really appreciate that. So Bob, you know what, let's get into it. You know, the last time, you know, the, when we do three issues, it gets, tends to run a little long. Mm-hmm. The last one, I was able to edit it down to just under two hours so um, I, I've got a goal. I've got a goal, Bob. We're going to try to keep this one underneath two hours. All right. Yep. All right. Let's do it. All right. So issue 336 is where we're kicking off this story. And on the cover, it's a, it's a Mike Zek cover. And uh, it is, there's an American flag waving in the background and in the foreground is a, a silhouette of a person that would be the shape uh, outline of Steve Rogers. And I, th- I thought you were going to say me. After the colonoscopy, where <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, I could see that. You you yeah. do have you do have, your feet do resemble that. <laughs> um, and. In the in the background, also we see very large floating heads of D Man, Demolition Man, Dennis Dumphy, Sam Wilson, Falcon, and Jack Monroe, Nomad, and they're all looking at the silhouette, and they have a look of concern on their face. Would you say? I, I think concern is a very uh, sort of maybe an understatement. They look. A little bit. They look worried. Yeah. Okay. You can see that. Um, and then the the text on the silhouette in, in yellow on the black says, The Search for Steve Rogers. And so uh, you can get this uh, for 75 cents back then in 1987. And then the corner box is um, the new Captain America, John Walker, back to back with the new Bucky. Um, 
what's his name again? Lamar. Lamar, Lamar. Hoskins. Yeah. Hoskins. Yes, yes. How did I forget that? Uh, and the two of them are back to back. And by the way, that corner box, if you didn't listen to the last time we talked about this, was done by Kevin McGuire, one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the inker on this uh, is not John Beatty, which is typical for Mike Zek. It's actually Bob McLeod. Um, written by Mark Runewald, as we stated before, penciled by Tom Morgan, who uh, is also a member of our Facebook group, uh, inked by Dave Hunt, colorist by a uh, good friend of the show, Bob Sharon, also a member of the Facebook group, uh, lettered by Jack Morelli, and then editor Ralph Macchio, and then Tom DeFalco being the editor-in-chief. You know, Rick, I, uh, I, I was, I think I was in my second year of military college uh, when, you know, this series came out. And um, I, I have to admit, I, I was not really into the comics at this time. I had other things going on. I was busy getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but man, I, I love Tom Morgan's work and I know he's in the group. Um, but I, I have just, uh, you know, I've, I've been reading these and I've been reading some of his other things and, uh, and looking at some of his recent work and just a big fan of the guy. So I just want to do a shout out to Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, he's, uh, big on commissions. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's constantly doing new commissions and showing those, which is always really cool. The solicitation for this issue was, After three months among the missing, Steve Rogers is back, but he may regret it when he meets the ecological terrorist Brother Nature. What will Steve do now that he's no longer Captain America? Will his friends, the Falcon, Nomad, and D-Man be able to help him? And here we are. Uh, Opening page, big, big splash page, and it is uh, Captain America, John Walker, and... Uh, he's fighting the watchdogs. Bob, can you describe the watchdogs for people who may not have uh, listened to the last time we did this? Yeah, it's it's sort of a I, sort of a militia group, right? With an ideological bent, they're certainly super conservative, right? So they're a little bit anti-immigrant, in, uh, anti-adultery, uh, anti-pornography, anti pretty much anti-fun. Um, <laughs> But but is your wife listening to this? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But you know, it was very like back in the eighties, right? We had the rise of the moral majority. We had this movement. There was a boycott against Disney. Uh, There was a a movement against a lot of films and artworks that were seen as anti-Christian, and so that sort of was in the zeitgeist at the time. And so I think the Watchdogs were sort of born out of that out of that cultural period and brought right into the Captain America comics. So they they are good guys, but as we saw last time, John Walker has a little bit of affinity for their ideology, if maybe not for their methods. That's great. Thanks for doing that, Bob. No, I meant, can you describe what they look like? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. So imagine a purple jumpsuit uh, with some orange armor, maybe, you know, uh, strapped across their torso, some orange gloves, some orange boots, and an orange, uh, what looks to be an, uh, a three-quarter a motorcycle helmet with some, you know, some fancy 80s-style green goggles going on. That's much better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the title to this one is called. Bob uh, Dylan. Bob yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know you were talking to me. I thought you were just calling yeah. on one of the audience members. So <laughs> you, you remember what we talked about before, Bob? You were going to yeah. start doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a long time ago, Rick. That yeah, was that was like, that was last week. That yeah, was a week. Captain America, nature calling. Okay, it's natural calling. <laughs> Oh but, yeah, there you go. That's you had one job. <laughs> well, that's a different thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. All nature right. calling is something completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a play on the word nature calling. Yeah. Uh, but um, okay, yeah. maybe we'll see if uh, we can get right. someone else to do this next yeah. time. <laughs> Contract this out. All right, and uh, so Cap's fighting the watchdogs in front of a health clinic that's on fire, and it's nighttime. For the third time in less than a month, a devastating blow has been struck against the watchdogs, a paramilitary organization dedicated to imposing their brand of morality upon the American public. It was a blow delivered by one man, the star-spangled Avenger known as Captain America. This latest incident occurred last night at the Kleppel Health Clinic in Harristown, Alabama, which earlier this week received an anonymous warning to cease the distribution of birth control information to teenagers. By the time the police and fire department arrived at the scene, Captain America had apprehended the 13 watchdogs allegedly participating in the firebombing of the clinic. It is not yet known how the Avenger learned which of the several institutions would be the watchdog's latest target. When approached by the newsmen, he refused to comment. Sources close to the investigation reveal that Captain America was responsible for the arrest of 42 members of the nationwide vigilante group to date. FBI officials estimate that the watchdog's active membership may be over a thousand. So far, the watchdogs claim responsibility for 15 acts of arson and public destruction, including five adult bookstores, three health clinics, and six libraries said to contain immoral books. Elsewhere in the news, the manhunt continues throughout the state of Washington for the ecological saboteur calling himself Brother Nature. And then there's a picture of Brother Nature on the TV news, Bob. What's he look like? Well, you know, Rick, it looks like he's wearing uh, camouflage fatigue trousers with some brown boots. Uh, mm. He's not wearing a shirt uh, and he's got uh, really some long black hair with uh, with a beard and mustache. Is that what you look like during this time period oh, Bob, when you were in the military? Absolutely. That's exactly how I styled myself. I sometimes still do on the weekends. Yeah? Yeah. You must use a lot of uh, dye. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Thank you, Rick, for pointing that out. That's all right. <laughs> hey, I would, I would be really happy to have gray hair like you right now. Huh? Did I tell you my wife, the passport story? Oh yeah, I yeah. did. Well, yeah. okay. We had a good laugh on that one. Salt, one of the uh, one of the episodes, a couple. Yeah, salt, salt and pepper, my friend. Yeah, not just uh, it's not just an '80s band. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So now we cut to a bar tavern if you will mm. and uh there's um uh the newscast is continuing on the tv there and we see a bunch of of men 
white men, um, manly men, manly rugged men. men. Yep. Uh, are they lumberjacks? <laughs> they could I'm be. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> I work all night and I play all day. Or the other way around, but whatever. Yeah. He's yeah. a lumberjack <laughs> and he's okay. <clears throat> I apologize to everybody, every Monty Python fan who's going to have that song stuck in their head throughout yes. the rest of the day. Yep. <laughs> he puts on women's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs around in bars. <laughs> and if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, go ahead and Google, uh, go on the Google and check out uh, Monty Python Lumberjack song. The man presumed to be working alone has brought the state's timber industry to a costly standstill through numerous acts of sabotage over the past six months. And then you see these, these men, they're raising their fists. It's like almost every one of them has their fist raised, right? And they're shaking their fists at the TV. There's even Popeye's there. I don't know if you noticed that, but he's hanging out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Tom Tom threw Popeye in there. Uh, And he threw somebody else in there too soon. Um, Hippie freaks taking away our jobs. Manhunt my butt. The cops ain't done squat. And then we see a, a, a blonde bearded guy sitting uh, with a dress shirt uh, in the booth having a soda. If I catch the creep, he's going to be hamburger. And then it's Steve. We finally see Steve and he's growing a beard and his hair's a little shaggy. It is. Yes. My, the natives are certainly restless tonight. Seems like wherever I go, trouble starts. Why is that? No one knows me here. Helped by certain unusual natural disturbances, such as earth tremors, gale force winds, and flooding. Helped. That freaky hairball caused those some things somehow. Go on, Albert. No one could do that. I say we form our own little watchdog com- committee to catch back the nature boy. Yeah, till he's put away, I can't put food on my family's table. I'll bet those park rangers are covering for him. Yeah. They've been against us all this time or something to that effect. I can't read a word balloon. <laughs> he may even be one of them. Let's go to the ranger station down the road and let's let them know. We mean business. Yeah. And, and they all get up and they're heading towards the exit, but who's waiting for them? Old, old shaggy Steve Rogers. Old Budinsky. Yeah. Right. Yep. He's got both his hands up going like kind of like a whoa kind of motion, right? And he actually says that. Yep, he does. Whoa. <laughs> what, what was that show in the 80s? Uh, the, the guy was like, whoa. Oh. Uh, uh, it's a little, little, little teenage kid, black hair. Joey, not Joey from Friends, but like yeah. a different Joey, right? Oh, uh, I don't There's know. Some man. 80s show. Yeah. He was like, whoa. <laughs> I don't remember that. I but. just said, whoa, and it sounded like him, not like Steve. How would Steve say, well, let's see. He'd go, um, whoa, hold it right there. You shouldn't take the law into your own hands. What? Who's he? Mob violence won't do anything except hurt your case and land you in jail. Just who do you think you are telling us what to do, pal? And one of the, the bigger of the manly men 
starts coming at him and he pushes him and he's bigger than Steve. I'm just a stranger in these parts, but I, unless you're a logger like us, what you think don't mean Jack. And then Steve just takes his arm, twists it behind his back. Oh, my arm. I really think you should calm down. And Blondie's using judo on Bruno. Let's get him. Bruno. His name's Bruno. Bruno. Maybe, hey, you think he was doing Bluto? From like, since we got a, a Popeye yeah. there, is this Bluto? He, he does have a Bluto look about him. He yeah. does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yep. And then just as these two big guys start coming up behind Steve, he just ducks and puts both his elbows back, hitting them in the, the solar plexus, um, uh, hitting hard, and, and they make a noise, Bob. <laughs> no one's getting anybody tonight. Anyone else want to blow off a little steam? No? Okay, then. Just think about what I said. Rioting and wrecking property won't get you your jobs back. So he leaves the bar. He's walking to his van. Try as I might. I just can't stand idly by when I see stupidity about to erupt. Wonder if I got through to them. Probably not. Who was that guy? Dunno. Never saw him before. Acts like a big shot, whoever he is. Doubt if it's a good idea to spend the night in this parking lot. I better move on a bit. He puts on his his uh, belt buckle. Mm-hmm. His seatbelt, right? He's... Yeah. You know what I always thought is interesting? That that has so many names, right? I called it a belt mm-hmm. buckle. You mm-hmm. called it a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to call it a safety belt. Mm-hmm. Harness, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. safety right. harness, right? You're right. Moving on. I've been doing plenty of that these past few days. I must have spent a few nights in every state in the Union. I know it was just a matter of time before the new Captain America finally made nationwide news. Oh, and and look, his van's pulling away. And you know how you could tell it's driving and not just sitting there? Is that big exhaust stream. (laughs) And he's leaving little little clouds. Gosh, that is such a comic book thing to do, right? Yeah. It is. Brother Nature is not going to be happy to see that. No, he won't. But no matter how prepared I thought I was for it, I now feel very alienated, lost, saddened. And why shouldn't I be? It was but three months ago that I was Captain America. That was before I was called before the Presidential Commission on Superhuman Activities and was told I had to play Captain America their way or not at all. It was the hardest decision I ever had to make. And I had but 24 hours to make it. I spent the best years of my life living up to my role as a symbol of all that was good in America. It was unthinkable to walk away from that. Yet, ultimately, it is what I decided to do. After years of serving America my own way, I just could not bring myself to start serving America someone else's way. I had to have the freedom to represent the ideals of America not just the American government's official policies. So I turned in the shield and the uniform, which were rightfully the property of the government who fashioned them, and took my leave. I still doubt if anyone on the commission understood why I had to do what I did. They can't seem to accept that my idea of Captain America outgrew theirs. I became more than the mere Nazi fighting super soldier I was designed to be. It was all I could do to explain the situation to my former fiance and confidant, Bernie Rosenthal. 
And so we cut to that panel of this recap and it's Bernie looking shocked at, at cap in her uh, college college room. It's just so incredible. I, I, I can't believe it. What are you going to do, Steve? Well, being a hero is in my blood. I've tried to give it up before and I just can't. I guess I'm going to be have to, to be the best hero I can be without being Captain America. Why can't you just make yourself a new cap uniform and shield and, and go on being Captain America no matter what they say? This court order arrived at the Avengers. It forbids me to wear any costume that's red, white, and blue. And to call myself Captain America. If I violate it, and then she just rips it out of his hand. Let me see that. You're going to fight this, aren't you? You're not going to let those bureaucratic blowhards do what the Red Skull and Baron Zemo and the Flag Smasher couldn't. Look, the, the commission was handpicked by President Reagan, one of the most popular presidents in history. The president must be aware of, of what happened. I mean, he must be okay with it. I wouldn't make any assumptions about what the president knows, Steve. The fact that you're taking what those guys did to you lying down astounds me. The cap I know is no quitter. If there's an injustice done, he fights to the end to right it. What are you suggesting? That I become a guerrilla fighter against my own government? No. As a lawyer to be, I don't advocate anyone going outside the law to seek justice. But at the very least... You must hire the best lawyer you can. Seek every possible legal recourse. And Steve looks very, um, like, troubled, right? He's got mm-hmm. his hands clasped and his head, you know, down, his forehead down on his hands. And while you're, you're doing that, take your case to the media. If the public were to learn what the government is doing to you, they support you, I'm sure. People always root for the underdog. I really have no desire to present myself to the public as a victim, nor pit my popularity against Mr. Reagan's, nor to give the American public yet another reason to disrupt the government. As for the law, I'm having the Avengers lawyer look into the, the legality of the matter. Steve, please tell me you're going to fight this as hard as you can. She puts her hands on his shoulders. If you were to pull the tired old soldier routine and let them do this to you, I, I'd lose all faith in Captain America. I will fight it, Bernie. I just haven't figured out how yet. So we cut back to him driving away in, in the van. That was eight weeks ago. I still have yet to figure out a definite course of action. Bernie wasn't the only one with advice. Falcon, Nomad, D-Man. Each had his own insight to pass on to me. And so we cut to each one of those. It's like the 60s, Steve. You've got to protest. Stand up to the establishment when they commit an injustice. And then there's Nomad. It's like the 50s, Cap. With blacklisting and McCarthyism, you've got to blow the whistle on this commission before they put the heat on other heroes who don't tow their line. And then there's D-Man. I'm too new to give you advice, Captain, but I think the government is going to soon realize how hard you are to replace and and they'll reinstate you. I stopped soliciting opinions after that. It's something no one can decide for me anyway. To give me time to think, I quit my job drawing for Marvel Comics, handed over my hotline's duty to D-Man, and took an extended leave of absence from the Avengers. 
since then, I've crisscrossed the nation trying to get more in touch with the American people in order to see what's that? Okay, what Bob was trying to say there, um, the, the road in front of Steve's van was cracking apart. It wasn't uh, an oversized vulture. It was actually a, a cracking of the road. Okay, okay. Big, big crevice. All right. Let's just, which one of us went to special effects uh, pronunciation school? I don't think it was you, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, you got me there, Bob. So, uh, yeah. I, I was it you? Yeah, took that course in college. Oh. It, was, it was a two credit course. Yeah. <laughs> did you pass? No, I did not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Steve, during this time, is uh, trying to swerve his his van. The road is splitting open right under me. I've got to. And then it goes down into a gully and it makes a loud noise, Bob. Crank! It literally says crank, Rick. Yes, it does. It yeah. does. Strange. It's a strange sound effect for that particular that, yeah, yeah. action. Yeah. At that moment, some 700 miles south in the Santa Monica Mountains of greater Los Angeles, and we have uh, Nomad and Vagabond on the motorcycle uh driving up to d-man's um large estate yeah. <laughs> oh yeah large estate okay yeah jack is this it if the directions he gave me are right it is it looks nice how much do you think a place like this costs frankly Celia, i don't give a rap real estate is a bore to a nomad how do i look is my mask on straight don't sweat it, babe. And then D-Man comes out in costume, full costume, mask on and everything. Nomad, I presume. Hi, I'm the Demolition Man. D-Man, for short. I'm glad you were able to come. Yeah, you look it. Now, what's this about Cap? You're all business, aren't you? Well, you and your friend are probably beat from riding that cycle. So let's go in and relax while we talk. Okay by you, ma'am? Sure. I, I call myself Vagabond, by the way. That's a nice name. And they get inside, and it's a really luxurious life, Bob. Mm-hmm. How did you afford all this, Mr. D-Man? Are, are most superheroes rich? Mm. Jack didn't like that. His thought bloom reads, mm-hmm. grr. <laughs> no, I, I made my fortune as an unlimited class wrestler. It was kind of fun, but... Not at all that fulfilling, you know. I gave up wrestling a few months ago to help Cap on a case. Since then, all I've wanted to do is use my skills and resources and to fight crime. And, well, do good. You tell me Cap made you his partner? Not officially, Nomad, but he did trust me to take care of his computer hotline terminal since he's been on uh, leave. I've been responding to his urgent hotline calls. I'm sure he'd rather have given it to you, but... You're a hard guy to get a hold of. I ought to know. I've been trying to get you for over two weeks. Why didn't he give it to the Falcon? Falcon was his partner longer than anybody. And then just then, swooping in from the sky, as if his name was called, I can answer that. I refuse to take it. And then uh, Nomad turns, grabbing a 
diskette off of his chest as if to throw to the uh, whoever's creeping up behind him. Falcon. Yep. And Red One, the bird wonder. What are you doing here? D-Man invited me too. Got in last night. Since then, I've been out seeing the sights. I mean, familiarizing myself with the terrain. And they shake hands. In a, in a bro kind of way. Word up. This is my steady babe, Vagabond. Hi, that's a cute bird. Don't flatter him. He's got a big enough ego as it is. So is this D-Man legit? I'd say so. Guys, I may have worked with Cap last, but you undoubtedly know him far better than I do. It's been over two months now since anybody's heard from him. I'm getting kind of concerned. Not that I think he's in danger or anything. I just think he may need some friends right now to help get him on the right track after what happened. And and Jack, Jack's kind of been a little skeptical here, right? He's got his arms yeah. crossed. You know, Seems a bit standoffish. Scout. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of tude. Huh. Probably can't handle the responsibility of taking care of the hotline. You two agree with me? Yeah. It's not like him to stay low for this long. But how do we find a guy who obviously doesn't want to be found? I put a description of Cap's van over the hotline. All across America, Cap's computer people are on the lookout. Someone's bound to spot him sooner or later. That's assuming Cap's still in the van. And there we are. And there's Steve hanging uh, from his harness safety belt, seat belt. Safety harness. Yes, that too. Phew. If it weren't for that seat, the seatbelt, I'd have been mangled. Dark. I must be at the bottom of the crevice. Great. My cycle's still in one piece. Just flip on the headlight. Aha. I'm a mere 20 feet underground. Plenty of ways out of this if I want to abandon all my gear. But I prefer not to have to hoof it back to civilization. So it's the easy way out for me. And he comes out. His, his motorcycle just vrooms out and he's got the helmet he's got the helmet bob Mm -hmm. what helmet am i referring to the captain america helmet motorcycle helmet of course rick yeah and then he he uh he lands and he he screes (laughs) yep that's a that's a that's a legitimate move yeah yeah see bob i can do this too yeah you can you clearly took that course i know Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just uh, observing, though. It was yeah. non-credit. Yeah. I like how you lowered expectations, but you really delivered. Thank you. Scree. Um, an earthquake of this magnitude in this region is definitely out of the ordinary. I want to have, have a look. Looks natural enough to me. I see no signs of dynamite or anything man-made. Funny, though, how, how the damage was limited solely to the road. It didn't touch the forest on either side. And then here comes uh, Brother Voodoo. Brother Nature. Right? Brother yeah. Nature, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he comes out and he's, he's got a, a big branch in his hand, Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got a deer, a deer next to him. Mm-hmm. Looks like a, looks like a six-pointer there. Yeah, yeah. Not an attractive deer, but yeah. That's, that's not very nice, Bob. Like, I, I, why did why why do deers have to be attractive? Why can't they just? Why can't you like a deer for its own personality? I stand corrected. Okay. Hey, you all right? Uh, what's what? Uh, 
I, I got to find a voice for Brother Nature. Mm-hmm. Seems sort of like a hippie voice. Yeah. You know? Like what? Like a hippie voice. Yeah, but you were about to yeah. make a hippie yeah, voice, yeah, but like you a, stopped yourself. Hey, you all right? <laughs> all right, let's do that. Hey, you all right? You were right in that quake zone. Who? Yes, I'm all right. My van, however, is totaled. Bummer. Anyway, I'm glad you're okay. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. I just want to save the trees. Now, if I were you, I'd get on that fossil-burning, pollutant machine of yours and split, dig. You're the fellow who calls himself Brother Nature, aren't you? I heard about you on the news. Guilty as charged, easy rider. Sorry, no autographs. You reportedly caused certain ecological catastrophes. Not catastrophes, man. Miracles. I'm saving the environment, breaking the forces of nature to bear on man-made intrusions like this road. You caused this earthquake then? Yeah. Ain't it a pip? How did you do it? I just told you. I caused miracles. Now take your mitts off my person, man, and get lost. I got work to do. Now, wait. And then there's a wind comes in, Bob. Okay. Stay away from the microphone. We didn't catch any of that. The air was still a moment ago. Now, gale force winds are blowing. It's all I could do to keep from being blown away. Long minutes later, the wind's dying down enough for me to stand. Brother Nature is nowhere to be seen. How did he kick up the wind like that anyway? Can he control the weather like Storm of the X-Men once did? Once did. Hmm. Hmm. So if you were uh, reading the X-Men back in 1987, you would have known that Storm lost her powers. I was not aware. That's right, because you don't read anything about Captain America. He emerged from this side of the forest. Probably went back the same way. It's not going to be easy trying to find anyone by starlight in the forest at night. But as I've often said, if I wanted things easy, I wouldn't be, wait a minute, I'm not Captain America anymore. Why am I chasing after this fellow then? Curiosity? Sense of duty? Duty to what? Vengeance for totaling my van? For the public good? I guess that'll do. For weeks now, I've managed not to run into any situation even remotely requiring the services of a hero. For all I know, I've lost the knack. Maybe I need to put myself to a test. And he shows up, and there's a uh, uh, brother hairdo, and uh, <laughs> he's um, he's got like a dozen. He's got he's got Santa's reindeer here. I mean, he's got the whole. He's got Donner and Blitzen and Comet and Cupid. He's got all of them. Mm-hmm. But I know they're not attractive. <laughs> Right. You again? Persistent, aren't you? What is your problem anyway, easy rider? You're the problem, mister. There's a warrant out for your arrest. And I know from personal experience that whatever you know how to do endangers lives. So you're going to make play good citizen and take me in? Is that it? Forget it, dude. The laws of men don't apply to me anymore. I serve higher laws, the laws of nature. These deer standing between us, are they guarding him? Do yourself a favor, man. Go away. I'm not into violence, but nature is full of fury because of what men do to her. 
the bucks. He gestured and they began charging me. I've worked out on vaulting bucks before, but nothing like this. You want to describe uh, what's going on here, Bob? He, he seems to be, for lack of a better word, vaulting and bounding uh, over these charging herd of, uh, of fierce bucks, which, yeah. as you pointed out earlier, some of them had uh, six point, eight point, ten point yeah. antlers. Yeah. Yeah, they could be hurt. That could really hurt. And then his uh, Captain America helmet comes off. Mm-hmm. Poor fellow. Being trampled cannot be a pleasant way to go. Wonder who he was. A logger? A ranger? Uh, what? And then um, we see Steve's got his hand on his shoulder. I'm cap. Um, I call myself the captain. How come I can't shake this guy? Better try the earth moving bit. And he does. And he, he tries to open the, the, uh, the earth underneath him, which he does. And it makes a noise, Bob. But Steve does a backflip and lands. I've got to make tracks. This captain guy is almost supernatural. He's called the ground to split open just by nodding his head. Earthquakes, windstorms, animal attacks. How does he do it? Can he really exert control over all the forces of nature? And then there's like this big tree that tries to come down and land on him. Give it up, mister. You're not getting away from me. Something's got to stop him. What? And then there's a big owl that comes down. More, more wildlife shoo and then there's a big grizzly bear bob whoa with all the owls squawking i managed to miss this monster's approach nice grizzly nice grizzly can't say i ever fought a bear before if i only had my shield this would be a breeze and then in the background, uh, Brother Hairdo is uh, standing there watching this whole thing. Captain continues to impress me. One of nature's fiercest offspring, and he's circling it calmly, as if he fights these things all the time. No? <laughs> I could dance around invading his claws all night. But the only way to end this quickly is to seize the offensive. And he punches the bear in the face. And the bear doesn't like it, Bob. Mm -mm. I thought that was smart. Okay, big fella. One more to the chops. And he kicks him. That did it. I drove it away. For the love of mother, what kind of man are you? No one could beat the forces of nature. No one. Uh Uh-oh, the wind's picking up again. But then just then, Bob, a a bolt of lightning strikes at the bottom of the tree. Steve has to jump out of the way. I better hunt up some cover before God and country. That was close. I'm going to stop you, man. Even if I got to make the whole earth rise up against you to do it. The ground. (sighs) It's five R's, Rick. I don't even know what that, that's supposed to sound like. Well, it's... 
<laughs> oh no, that's a different. That's, that's a different Austin Powers. That sounds like Austin uh, Powers. Okay. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> All right. The earth, ga- the earth gaped to open underneath me so widely I couldn't leap clear. And then they both fall down. Looks like Brother Nature underestimated the range of the quake. It got him too. Ouch. The way he landed, he must have broken his ankle. Quite a trench he opened, a lot deeper than the one my van fell in. He must have really cut loose with whatever his power is. Better see to that ankle. Sometime later. Uh, what? My foot. What? You. You did. Oh, ow, my ribs. Take it easy. You banged yourself up pretty badly. Neither of us are going anywhere until it gets light enough to see. So just relax. You're my enemy. Why didn't you smash my head open while I was out? Who are you anyway? I never saw anybody move like you did. My given name's not important. My given name's unimportant. But I used to be called Captain America until I resigned a few months back. You're the Captain America? That explains it. Wow. Must have been something really heavy duty to make a guy with your rep quit a gig like that. I can really relate to that, man. You can? Yeah, I used to have a straight job myself. I always loved the great outdoor, got myself a degree in forestry and became a park ranger. For three years, I was one of the ranger's core, hardest working stiffs. Then about six months ago, I learned about 10,000 acres of virgin timberland, which thanks to some federal legislation was going to be sold to private developers. There are redwoods on that land, some of them older than USFA itself. I tried to fight it through legal channels. They got caught out of court. Yeah, laughed out of court, Rick. I tried to fight it through legal channels, but I got laughed out of court. I never set out to be a lawbreaker or, or anything, but they thought of these precious trees getting axed made me blazing mad. As far as I was concerned, saving those old trees transcended the laws of men. So one night, I began a one-man campaign to sabotage the developer's operation. I put sand in their gas tanks, wrecked access roads, spiked trees. I used every eco-terrorist technique in the book. After one month, I had cost the developer several hundred thousand dollars in damages. Then I got caught. And it's those guys from the bar. Mm. They're beating the life out of them the tree butchers beat me so hard they figured they'd killed me they had to get rid of the evidence they dumped my body in the ditch and bulldozed it under while i lay nestled in mother's nature's bosom i had a vision the goddess of the earth appeared to me and told me i i couldn't die while there was still work to be done she appointed me nature's guardian warrior and it put all the natural natural forces at my command Since then, I've declared total war on everybody and anybody who would rape this land of ours. So what do you think of that, Captain? Interesting. Could he have mystical powers of some sort, like Doctor Strange? This man's situation parallels mine in certain respects. We've both devoted ourselves to higher ideals. He, the sanctity of nature. Me, the American dream. Brother found... He could not accomplish his goals within this legal system, so he went outside it, way outside it, to hear him tell it. In my case, the government I once worked in harmony with made it so could no longer work with them. 
And at this point, he's crawling out of the pit with um, uh, Brother Hairdo hanging on his back. The question is, do I follow Brother Nature's route, become an outlaw, a, a gorilla, in order to further my ideological pursuits? And then they come out, and you see this the wreck, this big panel of, of the destruction. All the trees are down. Oh, mother, look what I did. Look what you made me do. Don't blame me for your actions. You didn't have to lose your cool like you did. I don't have the power to disrupt nature. You do. Everyone is responsible for the consequences of their own actions, regardless of circumstance. You're right, man. I blew it. I did the very thing I was trying to prevent. That's the danger of crossing the line and becoming a renegade. There's no telling how far you may be obliged to go to accomplish your ends. You might even end up harming that which you most want to protect. In my case, if I were to wage war against the Commission for the right to be kept in America, I too may have to go so far that I would hurt the ideal I serve. No matter what the personal cost, I must not declare war on appointed officials of my nation's government. And he stands there with his hands clenched, like making a swear, a solemn swear. The end. All right. So we finally got to see Steve. And he has made his decision on what direction he's going to go. Question is, will it involve a beard? Mm, that's a good point. It is a good question, Bob. Good mm-hmm. question. All right, Bob. So for this next issue, which is 337, the solicitation is Nomad, the Falcon, and D-Man finally track down Steve Rogers and convince him to get back into costume. But it's not the Captain America costume. And so... On the cover here, we have um, it's, it's it's a little bittersweet, Bob, mm-hmm. because it's the last Mike Zek cover of Captain America. You don't say it is, and it's a pretty cool homage to Jack Kirby's Avengers Four, which is the first appearance of Steve Rogers as Captain America in the Silver Age, mm. and so we have. Instead of Captain America on the front, we have Steve Rogers as the captain. And then in place of the other Avengers characters in the background, we have Nomad, Falcon, D-Man, and Red Wing. And it says, Steve Rogers fights again. And so do D-Man, Falcon, and the Nomad. So it's a pretty cool cover, wouldn't you say? It is a great cover, yeah. And I know this is this is one of those fan favorite covers. Um, yeah, it did make the bracket. Mm-hmm. And then the creators on this book. Um, this is the last issue penciled by Tom Morgan and inked by Dave Hunt. Uh, but we are continuing with, of course, the writer Mark Grunewald, colorist Gregory Wright, letterer John Morelli, editor Ralph Macchio. And this also features 
uh, first appearance of several villains in this issue. So we'll get to them in a little bit. What's the title to this one? Captain America, The Long Road Back. And we have the Falcon flying. And then on motorcycles, we have D-Man by himself. And we have Jack and Vagabond on the other motorcycle. And they're riding down a road that looks pretty familiar. Close to um, where where, uh, the last issue was with uh, Steve. For reasons best known to him and the government's commission on superhuman activities, Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, has turned in his shield and uniform and dropped out of sight. Nomad, D-Man, start breaking. Red Wing has given me the high sign. The crevice we saw is dead ahead. He's now been missing for several months, and three of his ex-partners have become concerned. Their search for the man who helped each of them become a hero has led them here to a small back road somewhere in Washington state. Yeah, that's a good point. It says here, uh, three of his ex-partners in search of the man who helped each of them become a hero. Mm -hmm. It's true. They all have that in common. Yeah. Gotcha, Falcon. So they get to the next page and the motorcycles stop before going into the crevice. Wow, Jack, I thought we were too far north for earthquakes. Guess not, Chris. Way to go, Red Wing. Nothing escaped your eyes. There's a van at the bottom of the le- of the fissure. Could be Steve's. How about an airlift? So Falcon grabs Jack and, and takes him down. You got it. And D-Man, poor D-Man. All right. Guess I'll find my own way down. I can make my own finger hold, so it shouldn't be hard because he's super strong. And he gets down there. It is Steve's van. It, is, is, is Steve in there? Nope. His motorcycle's missing, too. Can't blame him for abandoning ship. It's wedged in here so tight. It would take a crane to get it out. I, uh, I think... I might be able to get it out if you guys will give me a little bit of room. And Sam and Jack look at each other like, uh, okay. Okay, D-Man, give it a shot. And he takes Jack and flies out. Jack, what's going on? The dud man thinks he can get Steve's van out of the hole all by himself. This ought to be good for a couple of laughs. And then we see D-Man crouching down the bottom of the, the crevice holding the van. I could tell Nomad and the Falcon still have reservations about me, seeing as how I'm still so new to the superhero business. Maybe if I could pull out this little stunt, their opinion of me will go up a notch. Got it. Unwedged. Now comes the hard part. Throwing it out of this hole. Man, my heart is pounding like a Ginger Baker drum solo. Bob, uh, what's Ginger Baker? I have no idea. 
Oh. Do you know who? Do you know Ginger Baker? Ginger Baker uh, was a member of Cream. No. Yeah, I think it was Cream. Cream, huh? I think so. Yeah, it definitely was a band that Eric Clapton was in. Huh? You want to look it up? Uh sure, we'll do. Yeah. Yeah, Ginger Baker. I'm going to say Cream. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. In the white room, in station with black curtains. All right, so uh, yeah, you're right. Co-founder, an occasional vocalist, a drummer, composer, songwriter of the rock band Cream. There you go. Yep. You are uh, just a wealth of uh, trivia. Yeah, I got that going for me. Come on, Big D, we're waiting. Oh, Jack, give the man a break, thinks Vagabond. Look out above. Here goes everything. And he does. Oh, yeah. The van. Hey, he, he threw it so hard. That the van changed colors. <laughs> wow. Right? Because he used yeah, to be a red right. van. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. I had, I had no idea he was that strong. Son of a gun. What a show off. I, I think I overdid it. Arms and legs tingly. Sharp pain in my chest with every heartbeat. Gotta catch my breath. Can't. Let the others know I have a bum ticker. Hey, how's it going down there? I'll be right up. And he does. He climbs up. It's nice that the Falcon doesn't go down there and get him. Right. Impressive stunt, pal. I would have been a real pain trying to comb that crate for clues at the bottom of a dark hole. Yeah, that's what I figured. So what do we do next? I can't believe Steve would abandon his wheels for good. Sooner or later, he'll come back for them. And when he does, we'll be here waiting. Six hours later in Las Vegas, Nevada. And as it's it's Las Vegas at night, the whole strip's lit up. Cars are driving by, people walking on the sidewalks. This joint is jumping, Lindsay. There must be raking in the loot hand over fist. See. But if they don't hand over the loot when we ask for it, they're going to get a lot more than our fists. Ha! The stuff that comes out of that mouth of yours. Quiet, you two. Just make your way through the crowd as nonchalantly as possible. Good thing they are not particular about who they let in, no? So, these uh, four costume people are wearing trench coats over their costumes and some are wearing sunglasses and fedora hats. Not too conspicuous, right, Bob? Not inside at all. Yeah. yeah. We get through here. They're going to be. Hey, I think we spotted the way to the vault. And Bob, uh, who's that in the white tuxedo um, at the casino table? And he says, 20,000 on number seven. <laughs> Double oh seven. Yeah, he does have a certain Bondian look to him. 
Yeah. Sean Connery. And so they uh, they walk up to the, a guard in front of a door. He's dressed in a suit. And the door says private. Sorry, lady. Like the sign says, back here is private. Obviously, senor, you do not who know who I am. And she puts her fingers up to his chest. And then coming from that is some sort of large spike that goes through his body, killing him. It is the last thing you will ever not know. Oh. I've got the key. Let's go. Open the door. We'll drag the body in with us. He'll leave a trail. Trail of blood, that is. Racer, take the lead. Of course, you didn't expect him to wait around for you, did you? So one of them, one of the, the smaller ladies um, just goes real fast running. And she goes and she takes out the cameras. I hate having my picture taken. Smooth cruising so far, kiddies. Hustle it, Puff. We don't have all night. Shed your skins. We must be combat ready when we emerge. And in sub-basement three, they all come out in their snake costumes. And who do we have here, Bob? Uh, Puff Adder, Copperhead, uh, Black Racer, and uh, Feu de Lance. <clears throat> How would you describe them to our listeners? How would you visually give a, um, a demonstration of what they look like? Well, um, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think I gave it to you? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I would say Puff Adder is uh, is super gigantic. He's got uh, a sort of a two tone green, maybe a three tone green, uh, skin tight suit uh, with a sort of a weird pattern. Um, his cowl has a sort of a couple snake eyes on top of it with some fangs. He's a big dude, right? I think we can agree yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, he's puffed out. Oh, Cause, nice. Because he was normal size before, but now he's five times the size. Right. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, and so next we've got, um, I guess next we've got Copperhead, right, whose costume is, shall we say, copper colored with a little bit of maroon. And again, uh, he's got sort of a weird face, but again, a sort of a snake cowl over his head red boots red gauntlets um sort of a red toga and a copper colored cape does that that sound about right yeah yeah uh black racer uh again skin tight body suits um black and uh black and blue sort of greenish hair with some green knee pads and then uh, last but not least, Ferdelos, uh sort of a purplish-orange combination jumpsuit with, I don't know, is that some sort of, I don't know what those tubes are on the back. I don't even know what Ferdelance means. Uh, it's a type of snake, Bob. Is it? Yeah, but I mean, what does it mean? Uh, it's a Spanish s- snake. It's Spanish? Sure. Well, it's, yeah, it's it French. S- South American. But... 
Oh, I thought uh, fertilance must mean something. Um, yeah, it does. I'm not looking it up in case oh, you're I waiting on me. I am. I, I want to know what fertilance means. Hmm. Huh. Well, I don't know. Okay, are we done? Sure, I guess so. Okay. Ah, Lance Head. What? Lance Head. Ferd Lance means Lance Head? Yeah. Okay. Head shaped like a lance. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Couldn't you have waited to pump up till we were out of the puff outer? I.e., talk about crowded elevators. Didn't you hear, Copperhead? Tell us about to kill us to get combat ready. I reinforced door up ahead. Fertilance. See if the key you acquired fits the lock. Black racer, disable the closed circuit cameras. It doesn't open it. Stand back. I'll take care of it. And then just then Puff Adder spits like this acid out of his mouth that goes on the locks that causes the door to crash down. But there's a whole bunch of armed guards there. Freeze! But that doesn't stop them, right? They just go and attack. And, uh, you know, the guards are made of short work by all the different, um, you know, the, the four different snake villains here. Was that easy or what? This looks like it's going to be more of a breeze than that last casino job we pulled. Let's not count our chickens before they're snatched, Puff Adder. It's uh, hmm. clever. Yeah, nice play. And then uh, Puff Adder breaks open the door, and um, your dime store cops cashed in their chips early. Now up against the wall, all of you. Good heavens. The vault. Open it right now, four eyes, or one of your friends here gets aced. You dig? I, I don't know the combination. Is that so, Copperhead? I assure you, we mean business. And he shoots one of the guys in the back. What? Mm. Oh, my God. I- I'll do it. And the vault's open. Congratulations, Four Eyes. We knew you could do it. Now get in line. My pal Copperhead wants to see how well you can hold up a wall. Don't bother with nothing less than a C-note. Relax, Puff. If I need chump change, I know where you live. Sometime later, up north. So what happens if Cap doesn't show up? How long are we going to just sit around waiting for before we pack her in? He'll show up soon. He values his battle van a lot. What makes you such an expert on Cap, pal? You only work with him on one case. For all we know, he never officially made you his partner. I'm going to catch a few winks on the cod if no one else wants to use it. Chill out, Jack. Waiting is the toughest part of an adventurer's life. My point is, how? who knows how long it's been since Cap abandoned this thing? I mean, we really might be waiting for weeks. Well, judging by the fact the authorities haven't discovered this road hazard yet, I'd say it happened pretty recently. Guys, it might be more productive to discuss what we're going to say to Cap once he gets here. 
I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell him to stop feeling sorry for himself and get out on with his crime-busting career. So what if he can't be Captain America anymore? He can't. He can be something else. He can even have the name Nomad back if he wants it. What's that mean? Shows how well you know him. A few years back, Cap chose to stop being Cap for a couple of months and adopt the identity of Nomad. He let me have the name while I was getting back into crime fighting. When was that? Uh, that was back in Captain America 180 to 183, Rick. I'm going to tell him he's got to stand up to those nuts in Washington to force him to step down. There's got to be something fishy with that presidential commission for him making him do that. If he wants help fighting the establishment, he's got it. I'll stand by him even if it costs me as much as it cost him. I'll tell him he can use all of my financial resources any way he sees fit. I've had my share of lucky breaks. I've earned more money being an unlimited class wrestler than I know what to do with. When I met Cap, I saw him doing something worthwhile with his talents. I knew that's just what I wanted to do. Money's just meaningless unless you've got something worthwhile to do with it. So what if he wants to use it to build a retirement condo? You going to let him? Sure. The man's a legend. He's earned the right to do what he wants to do with his life. D-Man, you are the... <laughs> Red Wing. Heads up, guys. Red Wing says we've... We're about to get some company. Sounds like a bike. <laughs> Only one headlight. Be ready for anything. We'll know any second. And he pulls up. <laughs> Cap. And he does this really cool somersault that not only does he do this flip forward, but in the air, he takes his helmet off. And puts down his kickstand. Well, well, well. I thought that Falcon that buzzed me looked familiar. Looks like the feds couldn't take away your moves. Wow, what a dismount. If anyone could find me, it had to be you three. You sure pick out of the way places to hang out, Steve. So what have you been up to, my man? I've been all over the country, getting in touch with the people, taking stock of myself and my new situation. What happened here? Ran to a fellow by the name of Brother Nature who could create earthquakes and storms and such. He was injured in our scuffle, so I had to take him to the nearest medical facility. It took me all day to convince him to stay and stay put and be treated. Guess you just couldn't avoid super troublemakers, huh? Must be in your blood. Nice facial foliage, by the way. Oh, this. He runs his hand over his beard. I guess good grooming wasn't one of my priorities. So are you ready to get back to work? Or are you still on vacation? It's high time I got back to business. I'm ready now. Uh, Steve, you aware the Fed's got somebody to impersonate you as Captain America? Yes. I saw him on the news the other night. So what are you going to do about it? Get another costume. Adapt a new identity, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> if you want to be nomad again, it, it's yours for the asking. No, Jack, you've earned the right to keep that identity. Besides, I'm not a nomad, a man without a country. I have a country, America, and I intend to keep on serving my country and its people, no matter what obstacles politicians throw in my way. 
I'll get myself a new costume in order to preserve my autonomy and simply call myself Cap. Should work as long as no one asks me what I'm captain of. Say, Cap, I, I've got something you might be able to use. And D-Man goes over to his motorcycle and he pulls something out of the, the uh, compartment. And Jack's got a big old question mark above his head. Like, what's he doing? And then he sees it. He's just like, what a brown nose. Knowing about the court injunction against your wearing red, white, and blue. I like fast elevators. We're at the top floor penthouse. Search the floor. Make certain it's clear. Kill everyone you see. And then Black Adder goes racing around. No one in sight. Perhaps they were evacuated when they learned there was a robbery in progress. Okay, hombre pequeño, pick up your bags and hustle. This elevator is going out of service. Yes, ma'am. Go check the fire exits and any other means up here. Buff Adder will help you secure them once you've found them. Right. Woo-wee. It's a long way down from up here. On the other hand, I don't see any other nearby buildings they could snipe at us from. Looks like we're going to be here quite a while, kiddies. So we might as well make ourselves comfortable. Shoo! Is this an office? You could fit my whole house and backyard in here. It's all ours now, Ambracho. And then the phone rings and Copperhead pick up the phone. Yes? Ah, the hostages. Yes? Ah, the hostage negotiators. Of course. Who are we? I am Copperhead, and my associates are Puff Adder, Black Racer, and Fur de Lance. Would you like me to spell that last one for you? And then on the other line, at the other end of the line, there's the police officer. We've got some real lunatics on our hands. They've armed dangerous, dressed up like snakes, and want to make sure we spell their names right. Swell. Back in Washington State. You know something, Steve? I bet if you'd known this van would someday be carrying five people and three motorcycles, you'd made it a little bigger. That's for sure. Who's that woman sleeping on the cot, by the way? Nomad's girlfriend. He calls her Vagabond. She have any special trainings or powers? Not that I know of. He just likes having her around. And then the, there's a sound, Bob. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's the computer hotline. In the three months I took care of your hotline calls, Cap, I, I only heard the four alarm signal twice. Better see what it is. Says, Las Vegas, Nevada. Four costume criminals dressed as snakes trapped in gold obelisk casino after robbing vault. That sounds fairly routine. Why the four alarm? I've had several run-ins with members of the Serpent Society recently and was never able to shut them down for good. I told the hotline boys to give snake men sightings high priority. And when did he do the, the run-ins with the uh, members of the Serpent Society, Bob? Well, according to Ralph, it was in issues 310, 313, 315, and 319, Rick. Oh, we'll have to check those out someday. Yeah. I know how much you like snakes. Mm. I like Viper. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, I do. Mm. No, I think, yeah. You, you, what about Diamondback? You like Diamondback? Yeah. Okay with Diamondback. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What a birdie you, guy. 
Yeah, you like the brunettes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the perfect way for me to get back in the swing of things. You kidding, Steve? Vegas is like 800 miles from here. Is this set of wheels? It would take at least a day to... The Portland airport's less than an hour away. There I could rent a private plane. Oh, and Vagabond smiled when she saw D-Man talk about renting a private plane. And so, six hours later, in Las Vegas, the way this city is lit up, you'd never be able to tell it was a four in the morning. Red Wing, fly to the top of this building and check it out. And Jack's not not having a good day. Mm. He's thinking to himself, first he makes Cap a uniform, then he rents us a plane, now he hires us a limo from the airport. If D-Man keeps this up, he's going to put Hoover out of business. And then we see it, Bob, for the first time, mm-hmm. other than the cover. Yeah, yeah. There's Steve dressed as the captain. Now, how would you describe this? Now, that's a sharp-looking uniform. He's a sharp-dressed band with that uh, almost entirely in black with the red, you know, standard red boots, Captain America boots, red, red gloves, uh, and then that sort of what is it? It's like a, a, an inverse triangular pattern on his uh, on his chest, red and red and white stripes with that black star and a red belt. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a sharp looking uniform. Yeah, color is messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've got on his right arm half his arm is white and black, and the other on his left arm is all black. Yeah. According to the radio, the four serpents and their hostages are still holed up inside the casino. Come on, let's go see if we can be of any help. So they go into the front door and then the police are there and they pull their guns on them. What the? More costume crazies. Hold it right there, all of you. Didn't you bozos notice the barricade outside? This place is closed. We know, officer. We thought we might be of some help. Is that so? Just who do you think you are, pal? Your outfit looks familiar. You a wrestler? He's talking to the Falcon. No, sir. And then Steve answers, I'm uh, I'm one of the Avengers, and these are my associates. You got any ID? I can't show him my Avengers ID. It, it says I'm Captain America. I'd never be able to explain why I'm wearing this outfit. No. Okay, Mr. Avenger, take your cronies and get out. This is no place for amateurs. Uh, what do we do now, Cap? We come all this way for nothing, or are we going to defy the authorities and get involved? I am sworn to uphold the law, and yet to stand idly by when, from all accounts, the police have been stymied. Guess the Falcon's reputation isn't as national as I might have thought. Red Wing says they're all up there and have a view from the front and right side only. Falcon, you up to flying the rest of us to the roof? Sure. One at a time, of course. Hmm. Looks like Cap decided to do it. Break the law. Good for him. He was always such a stickler. Young lady, he's talking to Vagabond. Until such time as you demonstrate to me that you are combat ready, you'll have to remain out of action. Sure. And... Falcon is bringing D-Man to join Cap and Jack. Okay, D-Man, last stop. 
We just have two hours to daybreak. We better take advantage of the dark while we still have it. <laughs> Whew. Three quick flights up and down a 40-store building. No wonder carrier pigeons died off. Falcon, since you're the only one of us who can easily come and go, I want your priority to be getting the hostages out of there. Nomad, D-Man, there are four of them and only three of us. We don't know what their weapons or powers may be. We have to come on strong, divert all of their attention to ourselves so the heat's off the hostages. Got it? No sweat. Check. For the short drop down to the penthouse window, I can manage two of you at a time. One of you will have to wait till I get back with my first load of hostages. I'm the new new guy around here. Take Cap and Nomad. I will find my own way down. You got it, D-Man. Just don't go sailing through the window when I'm hauling tail feathers trying to get out with the hostages. Ten seconds later... And we got Falcon flying in, Steve and Jack. And there's glass flying everywhere as they're coming down onto the villains. Okay. These aren't any of the serpents I've encountered before. And aren't there supposed to be four of them? Caramba. Holy. Look at the costumes on these jokers. Ow. Shooting some kind of energy. Good thing my jacket's lined with heavy-duty Kevlar. Okay, Snake, chew on this. And Jack throws one of his his flying discs and hits Copperhead in the throat. Good aim. Mm. Falcon grabs two of the uh, the guards and flies them out the window. Shut your eyes, guys. You'll be safe and sound in a minute. Whoa. It'll take Falcon a few seconds to drop them off. I have time to move on in. Ma'am, you could hurt somebody with those things. How about I relieve you of them? Aye! Okay, Blimpo, time you're cut down to size. Ha! Huh, I will smash you into pulp, little man. But tapping him from behind is D-Man, who knocks out Puff Adder. If there's any pulping around here, I'm going to be the one doing it. Cute. Another one hiding in the wings. And he takes the fish tank and he throws it at D-Man. Uh-oh, that fish tank must weigh a ton. But he busts it. Oh, those poor fish, they're all dead now. <sighs> hey, Dudley, next time l- let me fight my own... F- and and uh, Black Racer, Adder, what's her name? Black Adder. Black Adder. She comes and she clotheslines Jack in the throat and knocks him back. She's taking him to the window. She clotheslined me. We're heading for the window. Got to trip her or she'll push me out. All right. And he does. He trips her. And there's a big battle going on. And then Falcon comes and he grabs the next two. Haven't forgot about you boys. Hang loose and I'll have you out of harm's way in a jiff. And then we have Copperhead behind Steve. Huh, the fool in black thinks me unconscious. At another moment, my venom cartridges will be refilled and I'll have them. And he starts firing, but Steve jumps out of the way. Saw movement in the mirror just in the nick. If I still had my shield, we could have mopped up these perpetrators in no time. 
I'm going to have to do something about that. And then the Falcon um, flies the two guys out. Okay, fellas, last, last stop, all out. I'll be back for you as soon as I help my uh, leg hurts. Something struck me on the way out. Oh, yeah? Oh, I was hoping to help Cap and company with the mop-up. But getting this guy medical attention takes priority. Take a deep breath, pal. We're going down. So they go down 40 floors. Five minutes later, um, the uh, the four villains are all defeated. You snakes really expected to get away with this, huh? Beats me how. And Copperhead thinks to himself, Bob, we have been bested by these men, whoever they are. No matter. We've still accomplished our true objective with this heist. Shucks, you guys got all the fun while I was playing one-man elevator. And then Steve's on the phone. Yes, sir. All four of them. No, we'll reactivate them so you can come up. I understand. The policeman I spoke to is quite perturbed at our involvement. He threatened to press charges against us. Those, those stinking ingrates, we did what they couldn't do, and now they want to bust our chops? If, if they try to nail us for wrecking the place, I'll be glad to reimburse the casino for all property damage. I think that would be the least of it. We have broken the law, and whatever that penalty is, we'll abide by it. Still, we've caught the criminals, saved four lives, and prevented a robbery. Despite the law, I believe we did the right thing. By the same token, Cap, just because the commission has the law on their side, maybe the right thing to do is to oppose them. Hmm. Once a person decides to disregard the law, how will he know when he's gone too far? Where do I draw the line now that I'm not Captain America? Hmm. The end. Hmm. It's a good question. It is. I love the fact that, um, you know, Steve, Steve, is it, th this is a thinking man's comic. He's hate, asking the right questions. This is not a kid's comic, right? This is a thinking man's comic. I mean, this is, it has some action in there and things right. like that, but. Wacky characters. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's getting to the root of things and, you know, the dilemma that Steve faces, you know, trying to do the right thing, but trying to do the legal thing, trying to do the law abiding thing, trying to do the moral ethical thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of there's questions. A, there's a lot of gray areas here, right? It's not just black and white. Yeah. True that. Yeah. All right. So on the cover of this next issue, which is 338, we have, um, no longer, as I mentioned, Mike Zek. And it is now a cover by Ron Friends and Joe Sinnott. Uh, Joe being an uh, old school anchor. Um, so, uh, and, and the cover is interesting. You have John Walker's cap and Lamar's Bucky uh, being held by a gigantic man. Right. Um, he's got each of them in his fists. So it's like a giant and they're struggling. Uh, this one is written again by Mark Grunewald, but we have a new penciler, Bob. This is the dramatic debut 
of one Kieran Dwyer. Another great artist, another great cap artist for sure. Yep. And this is the beginning of that. Interesting enough, Tom Morgan is inking him in this particular issue. Colorist Gregory White, letterer John Morelli, editor Ralph Macchio. And we have for this one, the solicitation is the new Captain America and Bucky are after the villainous Professor Power and the villain may not survive the arrest. Meanwhile, the captain and his allies are in jail for helping the police fight the all new Serpent Society. All right. What's the title to this one, Bob? Captain America Power Struggle. So we have on a splash page of Captain America, John Walker version, coming down uh, and, and fighting um, and landing on the Centurions that look like they're from the Roman days, but they're firing machine guns. And uh, so you have him and Bucky uh, fighting them on this uh, estate, right? In the middle of the day, it looks like. Um, and it reads... If you're rich enough, you can buy just about anything. A medieval castle resting on the world's largest private railway. 200 acres of land in Ariadoc Mountains of Upper New York. Even the services of a band of mercenaries willing to dress like Roman centurions. But no amount of money, property, or hirelings is going to do you any good when the new Captain America and Bucky have orders to come get you. Drop them quickly, buckaroo. Don't let them sound the alarm. You don't have to tell me twice, Cappy. Alley-oop. And uh, they're making short work of all the centurions. You guys should get a new travel agent. You're a mighty long way from ancient Rome. And um, Lamar's being pretty hostile. Against these guys. It sure is, yeah. Cool, Buck. These goons only have normal human strength. We don't um, we need only neutralize them, not kill them. All shucks. And he drops one on the ground. I sure wasn't expecting these gunzels to be dressed like extras in Spartacus. What's the story? Died doze off at the briefing this morning or what? And they're tying them up with their machine guns wrapped around their wrists. The commission mentioned that the guy had some kind of fixation on the ancient Romans. Let's review what we were told. The owner of this castle is a fellow named Anthony Power. He used to be some kind of high muckamuck political scientist and presidential advisor. Rich as sin, too. If he hadn't been drifting towards the deep end already, what happened to his son? I forget his name, pushed him right over. Power's son went to Nam, couldn't handle some of the things that went down there, came back a total basket case. So what does Power decide to do? He builds a lab right out of a bad sci-fi movie and gets some scientist types to transfer his mind into his son's still healthy body. With a dad like that, who needs enemies? Then wearing some sort of body armor, this guy organized a subversive group called the Secret Empire, whose goals is to get the U.S. into a nuclear war, which only he and his cronies would survive. 
They say he tried to nuke Russia twice and came real close to succeeding. He was stopped both times by super guys in this team of would-be Avengers called the Defenders. Going even crazier from seeing billions of dollars and years of effort go down the tubes, Power attacked these Defenders and he got his brain stir-fried by this psychic medalist lady, Moonshadow or Moondragger, something like that. Now a total veg, just like his son, Power was taken into custody by the spy boys at S.H.I.E.L.D. to undergo treatment. Last month, he escaped from S.H.I.E.L.D.'s installation. Though S.H.I.E.L.D. denies it, the National Security Council suspects it was an inside job. That's a, that's a lot, Rick. And as you know, it was all told in Marvel Team-Up 117 to 118, Cap 268, and Defenders 106 and 126 to 130. Oh, yeah, we all know that, Bob. Yeah. Anyway, once they discovered which of the powers haunts he was most likely to be holed up in, they sent us in. You sure explain the things a lot better than those three-piece suitors did. So all we have to do is nab power, right? That's the plan. Any man who almost got the country in a nuclear war with Russia twice is too dangerous to be left running around loose, no matter what state his mind's in. And then they go up to the castle, and the two of them just rip open the the wooden door that's braced with metal rods. Stuff, yeah. And it makes a noise, Bob. What's with those Roman guards patrolling the perimeter? It's a good bet that power is here. Other than those flunkies and skirts, what else is the power tool supposed to have going for them? I think they mentioned robots. And sure enough, there's all these golden robots showing up firing lasers at them. Roger, roger. No, nothing like those. These are these are bigger, stronger looking type of robots. And I've seen these robots before. They look familiar, yeah. Yeah. Uh were they in the pages of Iron Man, maybe? I don't know, um, but I know I've seen them before. Ha! Who designed these things? My first fight with a robot, and they don't even know look as good as my nephew's Transformers. Don't get overconfident, pal. There may be more of these metal men than there seems. Some kind of gas sprang out from their openings. Let's cut this short and, and get out of <laughs> here. <laughs> can't see you cap (laughs) at that moment in a las vegas jail two time zones away seven colorful figures idle away the wee hours and on one side in in their own holding pen you have the four serpent villains and the other side you have caps heroes on this side are the four criminals who were names the abilities of snakes, while over here are three of the four self-styled crime fighters who not two hours before risked life and limb to bring them to justice. And Jack says, this is ridiculous. How long are the cops planning on holding us? 
We didn't commit any crimes. Those dumb clucks in the snakeskin suits did. And Copperhead says, he looked like accomplices to me. Just trying to make them believe that, worm boy. If it hadn't been for us, these creeps probably would have killed the hostages they took and maybe even gotten away with the loot from the casino vault. But do the cops thank us for helping out? No. They hauled our bus behind bars. I don't care what Cap said. We should have just split. The cops couldn't have stopped us. What's with you two? Why are you just sitting there so calmly? Doesn't the trumped-up charges that we obstructed justice rankle you? And D-Man says, Don't know about the Falcon, but I, for one, have confidence in the American system of justice. Don't let us out of here as soon as we make our statements. I tend to agree, Nomad. Is that so? Then answer me this, Mr. Demolition Man. How come Cap's been giving his statement for over an hour now? As soon as they found out who he was, we should have all been released. Don't forget, Jack. Cap isn't Captain America anymore. Not since the commission made him turn into shield and uniform. In a town without superheroes like this, they don't take kindly to our kind, especially since they never even heard of us. Hey, here comes Cap now. Oh, he's not smiling. Okay, next. I'll go. I'm the best known of us four, Cap. I'm going to be able to talk my way out of here. Nah, we'll take the kid next. Come on. The kid? Creep. I'm older than D-Man. So how'd it go, Captain? The Vegas authorities are very touchy about freelancers interfering in police matters. How about you never had this problem as Captain America? No. My reputation gave me a lot of latitude in which to work. Well, I hope the commission doesn't hear about this. Sounds to me like they're just waiting for you to step out of line. I'm not concerned about that. What concerns me is them. If they're members of the Serpent Society, which they deny, then someone is going to be along soon to break them out of jail. Elsewhere. So the uh, the golden robots are standing over top of the uh, of John and Lamar. Observation. Intruders have been subdued by gas. Initiate termination of life functions. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. And John says, now! And he wakes up and nails with his shield and Lamar does the same thing with his shield. Warning. Batter up, buckaroo. Hank Aaron, eat your heart out. And they grab two uh, robots and they swing at each other and they nail each other. It makes a big smash. Status, three units down. Proceed with caution number two. Still can't, still can't get away from that shield and ricochet back to me. Affirmative. Hey, where do you guys learn to speak, Tin Britches? Watching Lost in Space? Maybe I'll throw something else this time. Heads up, metal men. And he throws a, a robot head through the torso of another robot. Wahoo! Look like we did it. Serves them right for underestimating our augmented lung power. No time to pat ourselves on the back. Power must know we're here by now. We better move. Right behind you, Cappy. And then they go into this other room, and it's looking down in the operating room. That dude on the operating table. Power? Fits the description. Shucks. He's still a vegetable. 
Looks like we've been gypped out of having our first genuine supervillain to spar with. Disengage him from the cerebral stimulator at once. Relax, Mercator. Even if the intruders get past the legionnaires and robots, they're still you-know-who. And Steve, uh, and John says, you-know-who? What do they mean by, whoop? And all of a sudden, a gigantic hand bursts from the floor and just bursts through and grabs Steve, uh, and grabs John. Now we're back in Las Vegas. And let me tell you something, pal. You wouldn't know just if it bit you in your big fat badges. Better watch that lip if you expect to get out of here, punk. Ooh, I'm shaking. Next. Nomad's James Dean riff isn't winning us any points. Well, I told him I used to be Captain America's partner, but I did in such a way it's not let on that you were once Cap. Good. What'd they say to that? Obviously, dud man, they didn't buy it. You think I like being in this chicken coop? I'm a nomad. I need to wander free. I almost wish I hadn't told my woman, Vagabond, to make herself scarce when we got arrested. I sure could use some creature contact right about now. Hey, Bob, what does he mean by that? I, can you explain creature contact to me? Yeah, I think what he means is like he wants her to bring their cats um, so he can have contact with their creatures. You think Jack and Vagabond, you think Jack and Vagabond are cat people? I think they could have cats. Really? They don't seem like cat people to me. Yeah. Don't judge. I'm not saying cat people are bad, Bob. That that sounds like you being judgy. No, I'm saying that by assuming that they aren't cat people, you're judging them. Because only the best of people are cat people. Exactly. <laughs> Just then, who who appears in the middle of the jail, um, uh, in the middle of the walkway between the two jail cells, Bob? Who is that? Sidewinder. That's right. And Copperhead is so pleased to see him. It's him. What's that? Sidewinder. How do he teleportation? And then Sidewinder turns and looks into into Steve's uh, cage. Who recognizes me? I've never met that man before. Bah, it makes no difference. My name is Sidewinder. I am the leader of the Serpent Society. I can extricate you from here if you wish. And then we cut back to uh, the giant holding just like on the cover. Uh, Lamar and John. You super dupers? And Lamar thinks, I could press 10 tons, but I still can't pry his fingers open. And John's like holding, uh, smashing him with his shield, but nothing's happening. Let go of us now, John, or you'll be sorry. Smash super dupers like dolls. And Buck, Shield up. And they do. They they uh they put their shields up to, to pretend, you know, stop themselves from being smashed into each other. You not dead yet? 
I have to smash you again. He is ringing like crazy. In a pig's eye, you will. And John throws his shield into the eye. And uh, and the giant makes a sound. No! I hurt. Super duper's her eye. And he drops both of them. Yeehaw. Nice shot, Cappy. How'd you suppose he got so big? Beats me. Some sort of growth hormones? Wish they had warned us about this guy in our briefing. You'd think somebody this big would move slower. And he's trying to stomp them with his feet. Levi gonna kill Super Dupus for her eye hurt. Kill. Mangle. Chomp him up. Out. Out. Let's duck through this door. He won't be able to follow us. But he's trying to reach in. Almost feels like, um, you know, an, uh, an episode of uh, Tom and Jerry, right? Like uh, Tom's kind of reaching in where, you know, in the mouse hole. Where yeah. Jerry is. Yeah. Got a little bit of the old Prometheus feel to it. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. You got a plan, Cappy? Or are we just taking a breather? Well, I've got a plan, all right. Grab onto his hand. And he takes his shield and he nails one of the fingers. And the giant yells in pain. You sure about this? Um, Get onto his shoulders. Then lock hands with me. And then they get around him. And by holding hands on either side of his neck, they start squeezing. Now we cut back to Las Vegas. And we have the sidewinder there talking to the four serpents. And Puff Adder's thinking, he blinked out with Black Racer, and he's back already? Your companion is free. Who's next? Now, all of a sudden, when we're looking at Steve and Jack and, and, uh, and D-Man, they're, they're out of costume. How'd that happen? Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. They're, well, they're in shadow, right? So Yeah, but they have their masks off. Well, true that. And yeah. and when did Steve trim his beard? <laughs> See, this is when you have new artists. Yeah. Right? A new artist yeah. like Kieran Dwyer was probably working on this uh, in this issue at the same time Tom was finishing up the last issue, didn't get a chance to see any of this. What yeah. do we do, Cap? We hmm. can't just let them all escape, can we? We'll get blamed for sure. And then Sidewinder puts his cape around Puff Adder. Neil, my friend, it is best I get you beneath my cloak, lest I lose you in transit. Whatever you say, pal. The name's Puff Adder, by the way. Half of them gone, Jack says. You, you could deliberate till the cows come home, Cap. I'm going to stop those creeps. And he starts trying to pull at the bars. Come on, duds. Put those stupid bicep of yours to good use. Help me. And Steve thinks, breaking out of jail, damaging city property. They're against the law. Disobeying the law is what put us here. But if we don't, D-Man, the bars. And Dennis just takes the bars and just rips them apart. You got it. Simon 
Avanza, they are coming. Be patient, woman. I'll be back in a moment. We won't leave without you, Ferdinand. Copperhead says as he's zapping away. But Steve comes up to Ferdinand. Okay, lady, stay cool, and no one will get hurt. You're mine, Sywander, as he pops back. Caramba, what should I do? The policia confiscated my weapons. You're not going anywhere, mister. Fool, you cannot stop me. No one can. Jack says, okay, Chiquita, one funny move, and me and the big D will play romper room all over you. You remember romper room? Of course, yeah. 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 I see Jack. I see Dennis. (laughs) I see Steve. Cop vanished. Coagulo suave. Now we get back to the castle and uh, they they choked the giant to the point where he's unconscious. I think he's unconscious. I don't think he's dead, but you never know what these guys. We did it, Cappy. We squeezed the big lug's windpipe so hard he passed out. You know the saying, the bigger they are. Blast. While we were putting the squeeze on Stumbo, they carted power away. Uh, they can't have gotten far. Let's hope you're right. We blow this, and it's back to cleaning up after the dogs. Probably a reference to the watchdogs of a previous assignment. Indeed. There he is. They're loading him in some kind of rocket. Red alert. Scramble. Hurry, Zevan. Hurry. And they're firing at Cap, but he's got his shield. Pa-ching, 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 pa-ching. <laughs> that was... I see. I can do that too, Bob. You're getting better and better at this, man. No time for nest, Buck. Stop the rocket at all costs. Bring it up the rear, Cappy. Professor Power will have our heads if he's captured again. So they hit the launch button, and then the rocket starts to rumble off. But again, Bob, it's got all the R's. Nice. Stereo. And get to it in time. Only one chance. And he throws a shield and it hits the back of the, the, uh, the rocket. All right. I hit the engine derailing it. And then it crashes, Bob. That doesn't look good. Back in Las Vegas, we have Sidewinder being held by, by Steve. Let go, Blastio. Let go. No way, snake. I'm clinging to you like a second skin. And he's just showing up everywhere. Um, and, he's, and he's showing up outside uh, at the jail. And there's a, uh, a limo where the others are inside the limo. Sidewinder's in trouble. His body's armor is preventing me from applying real pressure. Huh? And just then, Sidewinder's uh, tentacles come out of his forehead and they're like glowing. One last chance, hero man. Let go or feel the bite of my side effects. And a, and a civilian's running away. Where'd they come from? It didn't, didn't make any sense. And it almost, uh, we get to the next panel. That look, kind of looks a little bit like a 70s <laughs> Stan Lee, doesn't it? Sure, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. As long as I stand close and keep turning, he can't hit me with those crazy ray blasts. Hold on, Sidewander. We'll get the mongoose off your back. No. Remain in the car. Hmm. 
teleporting again. And they're back in the jail where Jack and, and um, D-Man are holding Ferdinand's. He has not shaken the vigilante. What the? Huh? And um, Sywander goes and he he grabs Ferdinand's throat. And everybody's shocked by this. Release me this instant, lawman. Or I will kill the woman with my side effect. I am not one to joke. Is this a bluff? I've seen members of his group kill before. Though I've never seen him do so personally. And the woman, Ferda Lance, she may be responsible for some of the deaths in the casino heist we stopped. Do I gamble the suspected murderer's life that he's bluffing? Surely he would not kill one of his own fellow snake people. No one's life is mine to gamble with but my own. And he lets go of Sywander. Release her, Sywander. I've released you. Your heroism is as predictable as it is pathetic. Incidentally, I never would have harmed her. And he uh, zaps away with her. Jack says, you shouldn't have fallen for a cap. Come on, we better get back to our cell. And then all of a sudden the police show up. Good timing. Freeze, hands above your heads. Those four other characters are gone. Who the heck bent these bars? And Steve says, with his hands up, a man with the ability to teleport came and take each of them away. They're in a limousine in front of the station. If you hurry, you may be able to catch them. Yeah, yeah, I suppose this guy bent the bars too, huh? No, we did that in an attempt to prevent their escape. And then Falcon's coming down, smacking himself on the side of the head. Oh, no. And I just got them to agree to release us. You should have let him blast the snake lady, Cap. Would have served her right. No, I did what I felt I had to, to prevent the loss of life. Outside Castle Power, we have John Walker's cap going through the, the rocket. Ugh, even through these insulated gloves. This metal is hot, but somewhere in this mangled mess is Anthony Power. My job is to make sure that he's never a threat to national security again. I don't dare risk assuming he died in the crash if he... Aha, I've got him. Doesn't look too healthy to me. I better check for vital sigh. And he gets zapped by power. And and he's slowly waking up. Cabanaca? No can let you interfere. Stinking buzzard, sucker me. Guts on fire. Gotta stop him any way I can. And he comes up and he just loads him in it with a punch. And with his augmented power, I might say. No more ray blasts, no more rockets, no more Romans, no more giants, no more robots, no more threats to world peace. And he starts punching him hard in the face. Do you hear me? And blood's going everywhere. And Lamar comes up behind him. Sorry I took so long, man, but those, hey. Looks like you won. No. I blew it. I killed him. Well, the boys in Washington told us to neutralize him at any cost, and that's just what we did. They're going to love us. It doesn't matter. What I did 
is not what Captain America should have done. I'm not the government's official executioner. I'm supposed to fight the good fight and fight it right. He's up, pal. You're being too hard on yourself. No. Too easy. The end. Oh, Bob. All right. It's, been a, it's been a long one, but um, a lot of stuff happened in these issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's starting to like get a sense that maybe this is not as easy as he thought it was, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not constitutionally, no pun intended, uh, suited for this role. Mm. I would have been more impressed if you you, you somehow threw the Bill of Rights in there instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I will say it's gr- it's great seeing John grapple with himself mm. and Steve grapple with himself. Indeed. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is what I was saying earlier about being a thinking man's comic. You know, like these guys are are not just here's the bad guy. I got to fight the bad guy. I win the bad guy. You know, like, yeah, there there is that that grapple. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they're both questioning their motives. They're both questioning um, how they could have done something differently. Um, it's it's a, it's it's been a fun ride by Mark Greenwald. Yeah. And I like that Steve Rogers wrestles with the question. What would Cap do? Yeah. Yeah. Just like John does. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know what? I, I think um, we will answer that question as we continue the, the captain and we go to the captain part two, which will be out uh, as as everyone knows, the first Wednesday of the month is our interview uh, episode. And then for eight months, the second uh, episode of the month, the second Wednesday, is um, our captain series. And so we are now officially halfway through, Bob. Wow. Yep. So the next next one will be uh, episode 87. We'll do the captain part two which is Captain America 339 to 341, which takes place in 1988. Uh, Come back next episode, episode 84, and guess what we're going to do, Bob? We are going to cover a new story from 2022, Captain America number zero. I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Have you already read it? I have. Yeah. I have. It's still sitting in my inbox in my comic yep. shop. I got to go pick it up. Yep. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. The art is, uh, I think the art's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and the story I, I hear is pretty good too, based on yeah. uh, the feedback in the Facebook group. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people talking about it. So we're looking forward to next episode. We'll come back here and discuss Captain America number zero. So Bob, as always, it has been a lot of fun wrapping cap with you. It has. It has. Let's do it again real soon. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis. And you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. 